0: My people, It is another day. God bless. We are here for another episode of the Canoe Creator Spotlight. As always, I'm the boy Chris, bringing the amazing creators from around the world straight to you. And you know what we're here for. We to make sure that those people come out and they get their time to shine in the spotlight. Today, we are talking to a personal friend of the brand, my brother, Brian Flores, a.k.a. Flo. He is a songwriter, producer, and all-around good vibes advocate who is bringing his Southern boy charm over to the West Coast. (laughs) His new track and tonight we celebrate is out right now and sure to bring in 2022 the right way, my brother Flo. Welcome to the show.
1: What's going on? That was beautiful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, hey. You know That's there, some there. Boy vibes. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Yeah. There it is. There it is. You know, so, as always, on the Community Creative Spotlight, the first priority is to give our guests their time to shine in the spotlight. Brian, let our guests know who you are, where you're from, and what you do.
1: All right, man. Uh, well, my name is Brian. I also go by uh, Flo, my songwriting name. Um, I'm a songwriter producer uh I, man I have been tried to do everything so you know <laughs> everything across the board I'm, I'm pretty good at everything but you know I haven't really mastered that one thing yet so I'm getting I'm getting to that point you know as far as uh <clears throat> a songwriter goes it's kind of like where my focus is more so being a songwriter but uh I'm from North Carolina from from the Raleigh area I grew up in uh in both the Carolinas really grew up in uh, you know outside of Raleigh And then uh, around the Florence-Darlington area when I I was a little younger. Um, But yeah, man, that's pretty much, uh, you know, pretty much where it all started at. Yeah, for sure, brother, for sure. So
0: you've made the big move, obviously, over to the West Coast. You are a person who has kind of jumped all over. You have been out in New York where we personally met. And I uh, got to connect and, uh, you know, blessings to you, my friend, for always being a true supporter of a brand and what I'm trying to do with you. Uh, You know, I, I clicked with you immediately and I always kind of felt like you brought a vibe and an energy that was very receptive to the type of things that I was trying to do. And I felt like we spoke the same language. So, um, you now obviously have relocated over to the West Coast, you know, over to Seattle, and you are making great moves over there and making great connections. You know, let our guests know a little bit about
1: Seattle and what that move has been like for you yeah so uh you know well just a little bit before the journey started like when i left North Carolina I moved to DC and I actually stopped doing music altogether oh. yeah I stopped doing music altogether because like at that point in time I had you know was going through some like legal stuff so I moved away to get away from that, you know, to kind of distance myself. And it, it made me actually take like a five year, you know, because I bounced across the country. I went to like San Francisco and then, then to New York. And, then, and now I'm out here in Seattle. But in between that whole time period, I was in a very like floundering place where like, I you know, my computer was down and there was all kinds of stuff going on financially. So it was like really tough for me. And I wasn't really doing anything in the music, you know, or I it was kind of bare, but wasn't really kind of nothing was really moving for me. Like all the momentum I had left behind, you know what I mean? And so I kind of just wasn't even thinking about doing it again, but it was still there. And I was always writing in my head and writing on paper, but, you know, nothing was getting out onto the, on the mic or on the computer or, you know, creatively nothing was there. You know what I mean? But when I finally moved out here to Seattle, it was when it was kind of thanks to COVID kind of got me into it, you know, uh, even more heavy because it allowed me more time in the house um, you know, to really kind of say, damn, you know, like I really missed this type of stuff, you know what I mean? Um, because I, I, at one point in time, I did have quite a bit of momentum rolling, you know what I mean? And then I just, I just completely left it alone. And it was one of those things where I, I kind of needed that to grow, you know what I mean? Because I honestly feel like creatively, you know, you, you only really grow unless you have something to pull from, you know? And, and I, at that point in time, I kind of felt like I was reaching, I was trying to make stuff that was For everybody else and not for me you know what I mean so this whole journey of like traveling and going through certain experiences gave me a lot to talk about and a lot of things to kind of reflect on which I think reflect in the music you know what I mean and so uh but to get back to your original point with with Seattle and how it is out here what I learned from going to these different cities was um trying to get integrated into these certain um like areas man it's it's difficult Because, like, you really have to spend time, like, going out and handing cars out and going to different places, like, truly networking in person. And it's a hard thing to do if you're like me, somebody who don't really like to do those type of things, you know. So, uh, basically, uh, I I just did it. You know, I went on Instagram first, obviously started reaching out to some folks here in the area. And, uh, you know, I guess my approach worked. You know what I mean? I I was pretty, pretty low-key about it. Send them some music and say, Hey, if you guys like it, you know, it is what it is It's work. Uh, ended up working like that, met some other folks and started coming across a lot of the events in the area where everybody will perform. And I would just show up and start networking and you know, that type of deal and things just keep rolling, man. And I guess if, if you got a good product and, uh, you know and you and you treat people right and talk to people right you just they you know things just kind of line up for you you know what i mean you start coming across the right people um even on craigslist believe it or not i've tried on craigslist and come across some really dope artists uh here and producers who are really really connected and i'm you know and it's one of those things that it's kind of opened my mind to like the power of networking in places that it'll get you in new cities um but one thing i am learning about seattle is that you know, this, the community, not everybody in general, but the community in itself is so like music driven. Um, this mm-hmm. is, this area here is so music driven that like creatively, it, everybody kind of knows everybody, you know, it's not like, like a huge city, you know what I mean? Right. So like, this right. might seem like it, but it's very small when it comes to like the creative scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, everybody here is just really dope and accepting of one another, which is really cool because mm-hmm. You know, coming from uh, the East Coast, I think that I, the, the way it works there is a little bit different. You know, everybody kind of has a different way of looking at it. Like I have to have a crew and I have to have this. But here's it's, uh, it's very inclusive. Once you get into it and you like music and you start messing with everybody, you know, it becomes a, a thing of like, you know, if, you, if your music fits with theirs, they'll work with you. It's a very collaborative environment right. out here in Seattle. And it's probably one of the most collaborative environments that I've been a part of in any city. And it's really dope. Um, and a lot of talent. You know what I mean? T- talent everywhere, really. So and that's and that's why your platform is so is such a good idea. You know what I mean?
0: Hundred percent, man. You you touch on so many things that I want to deep uh, dive deeper into. Um, you know, Seattle is uh, home of one of my favorite, uh, you know, most respected artists, Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain. You know, obviously, you know, Seattle, and that's how I kind of understood the city. I always identified with those two artists. Um. So I, I, there's so many things you talked about. First of all, I, I find it very interesting that platforms like Craigslist and other platforms like that, where people are just trying to search for other people, are still a main resource for creatives to find others. And it makes me understand that what we're trying to create with Canoe in itself is still so viable and so needed. Because to, to have something like Craigslist, which, you know, <laughs> serves a purpose and has done a great job for many people and helped you and others connect to other creatives. I think that to have such a kind of a network that's so wide ranging and all the type of subject matter it applies to, it yes. just shows that there is a need for a service or something like that, that provides uh, a resource that all these creatives can go to and be like, yo, what is around you? Who's out here yeah. trying to do stuff? So? You know, who's trying to make things
1: happen? Um, yeah, exactly. And I think the same thing with me uh, on that point is like, you know, uh, what what Canoe does, it allows you, you know, um, to connect the things that you need. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, as a producer, songwriter right now, I, I'm trying to find female vocalists to sing my songs. I don't know where to. I don't know where to go. I keep going to Craigslist. I might post the things that hey, I need female. But what if a good female songwriter, or a singer, isn't on Craigslist or never goes there and never looks? Then I, I'll never come across them. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Is you know, it, I'm, you know, a, as a producer or a, a songwriter, you should always be trying to connect to new people because you know new sounds create new things, and you know what I mean. That that just you never know what it, where it might go. So it's like. Once you're connected to that whole network, it, it really becomes not easier, but a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more could come out of it. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you coming from
0: all these different areas around the country and kind of experiencing different temperatures of creativity. You know, I feel me being from the Northeast, you know, New York, growing up in this area, I identify the creative, you know, spectrum out here as very abundant. But the the typical experience that I've had is that creators either hoard their creativity to themselves, where they're just either afraid or they're just very, you know, secure about it and they just don't really like to release it. Or you have these teams, these nucleuses of creatives that just say, like, you know, we gotta stick together. You know, they're the Wu Tang mentality. You know what I mean? Okay. Of just mm-hmm. building these. teams these conglomerates of creatives, and I think that although that is very beneficial in creating teams and units and gangs in their own sense um, of create of creativity, I think that when we kind of interconnect and allow ourselves to be more fluid with who we work with, where we go, we embrace the the nature of that environment. Like every every, especially in New York, every city every every town every whatever you want to call it in new york has its own sound its own vibe its own slang its own whatever and i think that be seeing that has kind of inspired me even more to understand why it's so important that all these people need to talk everybody needs to be brought to the same room Mm -hmm. you know because when you have that you have this blending of of cultures and experiences and, and preferences And you end up coming out with a product that is, you know, so diverse and so different sounding that the radio can't deny it. You know, the people can't deny it, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And it it has inspired me thus far to just make sure that we continue on and push upon this journey of, of connecting creators around the world. Um, you know, the other thing that I really find interesting is just the fact that you come from, you know, from North Carolina, and 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 uh, and I've always found that very interesting about you from the beginning. Was that because I, your style and your, you know, what you shoot showed me of your music previous to kind of getting back into it and everything. You know, you you don't strike me as a type of artist that came from North Carolina. It's just you had this very worldly sound to you that just sound very kind of genre you know what I mean where it had a hip-hop edge but you sound like you kind of apply it and I have heard feel like you've even delved deeper into that with the things you've done with Lost in Paradise and, and your new things that you're doing in, in Seattle so is there any aspect of the move over to the west coast that has kind of inspired you to dive into like these afro beats and all these other sounds or is it just the fact that you have experienced
1: Different cultures and different musical experiences around the country. Man, that's crazy. I, I I'm glad you think that deep about my music, man. That's that's good stuff. You know that because it actually comes from like probably when I first started doing music. Because you know my uncle like put me on when I was growing up. All I was listening to like in elementary and middle school was uh, you know uh, Tupac and and, and uh, all the West Coast rappers. You know all the West Coast music because, um, and he liked it all, East Coast, West Coast, but that was kind of what I was gravitating towards, because of Tupac, and all that kind of stuff, you know, but, and that kind of really gave me, like, a lot of my, but I had never been to the West Coast until, you know, not, not too long ago, you know, a handful of years ago, and then uh, once I get here, then I started to really understand, and then recently, when I moved here, I uh, spent a, went down a couple of times in, uh, to Oakland, because my lady's from there, so we went down there, and it definitely does have a different vibe and I love going down to the bay to write music. And, you know, just because it has, it has a, a, like just a different feel. And I honestly feel like traveling to me is an inspiration. It helps me, helps me write. So when I come to a certain place, you know what I mean? I think uh, Afrobeats, I was living in, in Brooklyn at the time, you know, actually when I really started writing uh, my first part of Afrobeat, because that's when I was really heavy into it at that point in time, listening to it all the time, you know, just influenced that. And, wanting to try new things you know what I mean and I think that was my whole thing is I don't really necessarily think it was just being me being in different cities but I definitely think it's a part of my the me wanting to travel all the time and just learn and try to you know try new things and and understand you know what I mean and I think it's just uh that has a lot to do with my songwriting and and the the things that I go into the messages of my songs and the components that I put into them I've dragged from you know one of my probably my favorite R&B song is Joe you know, and I and even though nobody listens to him, and my, everybody picks on me about it, I, I, I like I love his music. I love him and the fine and I so I take a lot of their like kind of layering aspects out of uh, you know putting a song together. So I'm a huge like I take a lot from R&B. I take a lot from hip hop when it comes to writing and, and just whatever area I'm I, I'm in at that time. It's just kind of what you know what comes out.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, the yeah. the environments that we put ourselves in, especially as musicians,
1: inspire us
0: so many different ways probably more than any other creative demographic because you know I I, you know I've had experiences with filmmakers and photographers and other creative people and I feel like music more than any other creative demographic has this ability to be so influenced by your environment and be so and to really take itself into like the preferences you have and the styles and the sounds you choose and, um, you know, I think that we have the unique benefit, you know, coming from where we come from, of being able to fly across the country and do different things where we've kind of been able to expand past our immediate surroundings. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people you know, in New York and in Jersey that, you know, have never left New York and Jersey and, and you can hear it in their sound. And that's not a bad thing because they are uh, they are a product of their environment and they are good at it. Um, But I think that when you actually expand your horizons and you allow yourself to not just go to new environments, but to really absorb yourself into the culture, go out into those places where you get to meet new people, I think that you allow yourself to be open minded to like a whole new plethora of like sounds and scopes and perspectives. And, um, and I think that, that that, I was so interested when you started doing like these Afrobeat you know, centric type of sounds and you were drifting more into the R&B. So I was like, wow, this is like a whole different side of this dude. And then you started to, you know, um, you know really invest more time into your songwriting. You we're doing like your monthly songwriting, uh, you know, thing on Instagram. And, um, and I think that it just shows the, the, the hunger that you have. Like you said, you stepped away five years You know, and that's a that's a story that I hear from so many people that they stepped away from an art that they love and um, and some of them never come back. And you did. So I think that this means that you have this thing that you just can't escape, which is awesome.
1: You know, what's crazy you say that, because I've always told uh, everybody who was ever around me at the time, you know, this is I've sold my studio three times in my life. I've sold it, like, when I, probably when I was 19, I sold it because I didn't think I, I was going to sports. I was trying to play sports or whatever. So I sold it and was like, that's nothing, and blah, 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 blah. A few years later, I get in, you know, in a few years into college, I was like, I think I want to keep doing music again. So I go and buy it again. Mm-hmm. A few years after college, I sell it again because I'm moving in and whatever. And then, honestly, recently, um, I had never sang in front of anybody ever in my life until the, like last year. You know, and I started like, but I always knew I kind of had a decent voice. And then like, it's just one of those things where I then I buy some recording stuff and I start to practice on my own again. And I'm actually starting to think, all right, maybe if I use autotune or, you know, these little things that help me. And then I started developing songs because now I'm starting to see that I am I can actually create some good stuff and some stuff right. that might, you know, that's way different than the stuff I used to do. And I can start to try new things because now I kind of feel renewed. I haven't, haven't done it in a while, you know? Right. And so I'm just like, I'm just like, man, let's let's try all this new stuff. So I'm just going at every direction now. Like, yeah, I got so I got like four or five projects I'm working on right now because I'm like just all over the place with it, you know. Yeah. And I, and nobody there to hold me back.
0: Exactly, and I and I think that that is is really magical in in the creative process when you don't put yourself into a box. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people know what they're good at. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with having a genre or a preference or something that you know you're good at. But I always am interested. Whenever I hear an artist or a, you know any type of artist in any genre, when they have a specific sound that people know them for, I'm always I'm always the one that listens to the new album and just is, I'm so intrigued by that one song they put on that just sounds so different than everything else because it shows the risk, it shows yeah. the, the 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 need for evolution. You know, and as, as creatives, as artists, we are people that are constantly looking for new ways to evolve, new ways to express ourselves. You know, we, we are not ones that are, are comfortable, you know, just saying the same thing in a different way, you know? And um and I and I feel like that's very reminiscent of the kind of artist that I see you to be where it's just like, you know, you, you gave it up three times, you know what I mean? And every time you come back, it's something, you know, I, I wrote this song called The Muse, um, you know, a little while back and it's all about that. It's about this inescapable um feeling, you know, this thing, you know, this entity, you know, something that just pulls you back in and it just is inescapable. Um, so I just, I think it just says, it says, you know, a great thing about you and a great thing about anybody that is constantly pulled back to the artistic, you know, nature. And and it just shows that you still have something to say. You still have something to offer.
1: Yeah. I also think it has a lot to do with, uh, the growth as a human being too, you know, to be able to understand the, uh, understand that, you know, and for me, you know, my confidence level hasn't always been the highest, even though I knew I was good in my heart. And in my mind, I knew I was the fucking man. You know what I mean? I, or at least I knew I would be if I kept at it. You right. know, like at one, at, there's been many instances where, like, you know, you get booed a couple of times or whatever, and then you, you know, you you then you lose some confidence, and then you start to listen to your songs and lose confidence, and then when you don't see growth, that's when you really start to just kind of slow down. You know what I mean? And and those things can really take a toll on you. But like, I think the older I've gotten now, I've really I've I've gained a shell. And I'm at, I'm to the point where I just don't, I'm doing it for me now. You know what I mean? And it's a completely different product because then you just don't give a fuck anymore, you know? And that, and to me, to me, that's been the biggest difference. And I think that's a lot of people's problem is thinking about, you know, what other people think too much. Exactly. I, I think that a
0: big part of what I've, the people that I've ever seen be successful, you know, at this, at any type of creative lifestyle is, are the ones that started to realize that they have to do it for things beyond monetary value. You, you know, you have to kind of, you have to love this, you know, because it's a struggle, it's an uphill battle. And there's always, no matter how established, the most established directors and songwriters and producers are still having naysayers. If anything, they have more, you know what I mean? That, that go on there and tell them they're trash, you know? And I, I think that to have that thick skin and to learn how to value what it is that you contribute to the creative world and do it for you, do it because you love it and because you just want to say it and you want to create it. I think that's when you start to really appreciate your artistic, you know, artistic creation because yeah. it, it comes from this, it comes from this real place of who you are rather than what you want it to bring you, what you want the outcome to be. You right,
1: know? yep, yeah, you know? that's
0: exactly
1: right, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. You know, and, and it's and it it says mounds about about anybody that you know that continues to persevere past those naysayers, past the people that say you know that don't give constructive uh, criticism. You know, and and I, and I always I I feel like my whole journey through all of this has been all about making sure that people who want to create always have a means. You know, if you want to create and you want to find people and you want to build your catalog and, and network with people who really want to do stuff, I want to make sure that you have the resources to do so. And I yeah. want you to be enlightened to everybody around you that is going to uplift you and not bring you down because, it, you know, we all are just one bad day away from just saying, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, just screw this all. I, I don't want to do this no more. No one believes in me. And and that's, that's rarely the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a market out there for everything. And and your life can evolve and change into ways that you don't even foresee it. Like, I never would have thought I would be one day creating a mobile application, but this is what life drove me into and has become my purpose beyond music. And I've still not stopped making music because I love it. But yeah. the same way that you discovered that in yourself, I had to discover that as well.
1: Yeah, and everybody's timing is different. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I'm you know I used to be mad because I see like younger folks you know what I mean like early 20s, 18 20 and then they're just going you know they're just talking about like you know their their own personal experiences but, and then I've looked back and I'm like man I wish I could have done that but you know what I mean at, at that point in time but I wasn't confident enough in myself and my message you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own timing you can't really compare your journey so you know, a lot of people stop doing stuff the older they get because they think it's a timing thing. But, you know, you can make music forever. You know what I mean? It doesn't 100%. matter. It's one of those things. Yeah.
0: And I think one also thing that is funny you say that because I think one big thing that I also believe in is that we are living in probably the most you know, the most fruitful creative time for us because the technology, man, the, the the educational resources, things that we didn't have ten years to create. Who knows if we had the, the quality of Pro Tools, you know, or the 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 type of affordability and programs and gear that we have now, the type of things we could have made ten years ago, you know? And and that also brings me into another thing that I wanted to bring up to you that I find <clears throat> interesting is I find You have kind of transitioned from not just being an artist and and a songwriter, but you have also stepped into the realm of production and started making your own stuff. What has that been like for you to kind of try to sculpt a sound that, you know, that you're comfortable with? What has that evolution been like for you?
1: Man, to be honest with you, I started producing. uh, Well, I started producing in like eighth grade. So I've come across Fruity Loops uh, from a dude in high school. I can't remember his name right now but he, he basically i was in there and he pulled up fruity loops like the very first version of it and was like you know i heard these little clicks and pops and i was like what is this you know mm-hmm. we're back home and i ended up buying it just because and was playing on it yeah and uh i think the next year i was i got into sampling real big because i guess in, where, in the area i was in everybody was sampling and you know like ninth wonder type stuff mm-hmm. so i started sampling and i put together the uh the Charlie Brown theme song. I chopped it up and turned it in, <laughs>
0: nice. turned
1: it into a Charlie Brown dance. Yeah, and, and you know everybody loved it. Like I played it at a couple of family parties, and everybody in the family loved it. And that's <laughs> really yeah, and that's really what part uh, kind of kept me going is like an artist is just get better because everybody danced to it at, at some parties, and I was yeah, like, this is cool. You know, I thought that yeah. was really cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, with the Charlie Brown, that's kind of what got me going. You know what I mean? Got me producing. Um, now I started seeing I could really do it. And then, um, but recently, you know, starting to produce again, it was just like riding a bike, man, just hopping back on it, um, you know, but I've been, I've been doing it for so long. I, I, I it kind of is just like second nature. You know what I mean? I already know what I like to hear mm-hmm. and put, put together a beat pretty, pretty quickly for like really anything I need. It's just a matter of like figuring out the vibe, you know what I mean? Figuring out the vibe with the message I'm trying to get across. Right. And, uh, you know, right, I'm still learning, man. Like, it's, every day it's a learning process because, I, you know, I, I would love to start incorporating more, like, live music, you know what I mean, into it, into the whole thing and, and, and mixing. I'm learning how to mix. So There's just so many different things, you know what I mean, that you have to attack when it comes to music. But I just feel like there's a million things going on in my life. So to devote time to this is difficult. <laughs> you of, know course, I mean? of course, of <laughs> course. I mean,
0: there's only so many hours in the day, right? You know what I mean, yeah. the balance and I, that's a, one of the things that I feel is a real struggle for you know it's kind of a pro and a con of the era that we live in it's like the resources educational tools the gear that's all wonderful we have those but you know what it also has created has created this kind of like um indecisive nature where we kind of don't necessarily know what we're best at we're like we're good at a lot of things but not great in many Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. um, you know, like, and I find that I know people that are like, yeah, I make beats, I do, I make film, I, I shoot, you know, pictures, I write songs, I do this. And it's just like, yo, like, that's awesome. Like, if the more things, the more hats you wear, the more of an efficient, um, you know, utilizable person you are to create a feel. But I do feel that any creative who creates has to have, like, that bottom line thing that they know, like, without a shadow of a doubt that they do. They're good at it. They can bring it to the table and no one can touch them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and uh, and it's like, and I find that a lot of people are doing that now where they're just like, you know, they're an artist and they don't necessarily want to have to worry about it. Leasing beats or buying stuff or whatever, so they're just buying themselves pretty loops or getting a, a ripped version of it and just starting to teach themselves, and going on YouTube and learning how to construct a basic, you know, four four beat and uh, do some 808 drops or whatever they need to do, and boom, they're now all of a sudden they're a producer.
1: Yeah, uh, man, I, I would recommend it if you can, if you can do I- that, make your own stuff, man, because you know. First of all, I mean, I'm not saying that because like it's just better because you own everything, you know what I mean? You control it where it go, where the beat goes. Like it's just so much easier to build from that point of view. But I can't lie, man. There's just so many dope producers, and it's hard not to write to a lot of stuff. And I know, you know, know. It's, it's so no, it's
0: true. It's true, and it, and it's like you know. As a a songwriter myself, you know, I, you know, I I delve more into the realm of rock, which I think rock kind of is different in its own sense that because there's live instrumentation, there's less of a, of a, of a need for like, kind of like producers who produce rock. You know what I mean? Like in most rock, you know, artists are playing their own instruments or doing stuff like that. So I feel like this is more in a hip hop rap type of realm, you know, R&B and stuff, especially. Um, But, you know, it's, it just goes without saying that I think that the more independence you can grant yourself when you want mm-hmm. to create, the more freedom you have to just be yourself and create a sound that is truly yours, you know? But my my only thing that I would suggest with anybody, is like I said, is to make sure that it, whichever one that you're good, if you're amazing at both, then you're money, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're going to be super successful, but, you know, I always encourage people who things that they want to start producing and they want to start producing their own music to also produce music for other people. You know what I mean? So I kind of like, if you really want to get good at it and you want to like kind of assert yourself, you know, I always encourage people to say like, yo, you're producing really dope stuff for yourself. Make a couple, if for every two beats you make for yourself, make one that, that you can just give away that you don't, and don't write nothing to it. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. put it out there because you never know what may be your meal ticket. You never know what someone may really see value in. You know, I mean, think about Kanye, realistically. You know, Mm -hmm. Kanye didn't start as a rapper, you know what I mean? No one really even gave him any type of weight in the room. And all of a sudden, you know, we don't know him as Kanye the producer anymore, You know, or at least just as that, you know? So, you know, I I just, I I love seeing your evolution, bro. And I love seeing the type, the way that your life has changed and how your character has kind of influenced the choices, you know, the creative choices that you're making. So I just want to see you, thrive and just keep going on with what you're doing um what do you got coming up you know what what's what's on the horizon in the next year five years like what's the plan going forward
1: well now um i just kind of moved into like uh well at the moment i'm currently finishing up um an album actually it'll be like a first real album that i'll put together but uh, and then I have um, which will be more based around hip hop. All right. So cause I haven't put out uh, like a rap piece of work in a while. So I'm Oh boy,
0: we're getting
1: bars now. Yeah, we're gonna get <laughs> some bars. And then I got some other stuff. Like I got another afrobeat thing I'm working on. Um, you know, and and every time I'm trying to elevate it, trying to make it sound better, you know, through the mix or through I, whoever I have on it. I'm just trying to get better and better each time so the quality elevates every time and then uh you know so i probably got about four four projects on the horizon probably over the next year uh this year i've already put out i think maybe like seven or eight singles you know what i mean over the past few months and uh probably have a couple more coming within the next couple months because i'm just kind of i'm releasing music whenever i have it ready so um just got a lot of that working i got uh man i've been working with a touring company out here um you know, kind of being a liaison there with with a touring company. So hopefully, getting more into the touring game, seeing how that works, and possibly throwing the, uh, putting together some tours myself. You know what I mean? With some dope artists here, and uh, that that's kind of what I'm looking at. And also maybe some uh, venues here that I would love to. If, if there's anybody out there interested in maybe visiting and doing a show, if everything could work out, maybe throwing a festival or something like that out here too. We've been looking at all those type of things. So that'd be kind of cool just trying to build up a platform and a community, man. Um, really, my idea, you know, is to kind of get it out into the community where I can build something around health and music mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and basically kind of bring those two together in, in, a, in a cool way, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, I, I think that's awesome, bro. You know, I, I'm, I'm super
0: excited to just see how it evolves over time. That's super exciting about the, the venue management and just kind of being into that whole realm of it um and just trying to figure out ways to kind of get more artists out there and get exposure because that's what everybody needs you know what i mean there's so many people that rarely get their time
1: you know dude music is a community thing you know what i mean as much as we make it ourselves and we make it for ourselves it's much a community thing because everybody listens to it you know what i mean if they like it they'll listen to it because it's, it's essentially about connecting to each other connecting to different messages you know what i mean that's what it's that's what it's all about and so I think I think if if everybody would you know just love everybody, <laughs> we'll all be we'll all, yeah we'll all be good.
0: I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. So you know, listen, guys, this has been it on this episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight. As always, we want to make sure that you are never out of the loop and all the amazing things that we got coming your way. So make sure you subscribe to our channel, hit that like button, give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, follow us on Instagram at Creators Near You. You do not want to miss the amazing things we got coming your way. My man Flo here is doing amazing things himself. Make sure you check out the album Lost in Paradise. Check out all the links you provided down below. As always, I'm your boy, Chris, and make sure you always connect, collab, create.